Hello and welcome to Written in Uncertainty, an Elder Scrolls podcast sat firmly in the grey maybe of Tanriel and proud member of the Robots Radio Podcast Network. My name is Aramithius and this week we are looking at volume 10 of the Truth and Sequence which is throwing vast amounts of shade on the Chimer and the Sigic Order all at once. The Truth and Sequence, Volume 10, taken from the sermons of Deldry's Morvane, fourth tourbillion to the mainspring ever wound. By the word, I wind the gears. Beware blind reverence for the old child has set. The oil of antiquity often fuels the future. Those who ignore the counsel of our blessed ancestors do so at their peril, but not all ruins hide wisdom within their shattered halls. Some ruins are dark and barren places, unsteady graves for lies and curses, resting places for bent axles, stripped bolts, and the bitter silence of inertia. And again we're back to liquid metaphors for the past. We've talked about memories becoming water before on this podcast, and this is another reiteration of that that the oil of antiquity often fuels the future, people's memories and what they've experienced before will drive their actions in the present, but there's also stuff in the past that can drive action that is potentially wrong. Although it's again contradictory and paradoxical here that you ignore the counsel of the blessed ancestors at your peril, but need to be very very careful of it at the same time you are both receiving the counsel of the ancestors and potentially disregarding it all at once because you're using your own creative faculties within this and your own reasoning in the practice of the faith of the clockwork apostles they put a huge amount of stock on doubt and that doesn't stop when you're thinking about the blessed ancestors so to speak it's a little odd that they haven't really extended that to Sophosil, but then again, contradictions. Hey, it's the fuel of the faith. So there is that, I suppose. In the time before our father's rise, old and feeble knowledge ruled the hearts of Myrrh. That's the worship of the Daedra. The children of Ash entered their ancestral tombs not in search of truth, but in search of truth's corpse. They saw their forebears not as proud and vigorous guides, but as wheezing, toothless ghosts, guardians of the musty and derelict engines that fools call deep wisdom. Now this isn't to say that they didn't find anything in those tombs, or that they actually thought that everything they were finding was worthless, it's just that what they were finding is worthless according to the clockwork apostles. It's a bit weird given the structure of the sentence because I think that the Chimer and the Dunmer after them in some ways saw their ancestors as those proud and vigorous guides. I think the difference here lies with what they're taking from it, that they're not taking the right things, that these musty and derelict engines are not giving anything that the Clockwork Apostles think is worthwhile. You must smash these old machines, child of set. The past does not rust upon the scrap pile. It hurtles towards the mainspring ever wound, glorious and multi-angled future, whipped by the scorching tongues of our honoured forebears. 
Ever do their words and deeds grease the wheels of the nun ensuing. Ever do they weld the seams of Tamriel final and Nuvanasi. Now this again seems contradictory, but I think what it's saying is that you need to help the transformation here. It's again pointing towards the you need to do something about this, you need to help bring about the future, and it's inevitable all at once. You need to help bring about the new future of Tamriel final and Nern ensuing because it's inevitable. You need to get on the winning team, so to speak. But alas, even now, stewards of the old feed aged truths to those who would listen. They are the daughters and sons of Sij, who crouch like gargoyles over musty tomes, faces hidden beneath frayed and greying robes. They counsel caution, temperance, and equanimity, ancient virtues of the fading Nern prior. Even so, the father of curiosity calls them friends. With God's patience, he teaches them. With a father's love, he guides them, all in the hopes that one day they may see the deepest truth of the old, that we must banish our feeble ghosts and give their memory new life through the thrice-folded mind. Toothless gears cannot be repaired. They must be melted and reforged. So it is with our people's truth. The daughters and sons of Sij, here and particularly with reference to the old, is the Sijic order. The Sijic order also follow the old ways, so there's two nods to it in this particular passage, so I don't think there's any doubt about who Deldries is talking about here. And the references to counselling, caution, temperance, equanimity, these grave and faithful counsels that the Sijic order have provided over time and reserved counsel is the perception that you get from the Sijics as well that they are conservative whereas the clockwork apostles are trying to drive everything forward and are revolutionary in the that they are trying to completely reshape reality and change everything and we have got the nod here to the father of curiosity calling them friends because Sothisil was a tutor at the Sijic order for a time from what we understand I can't remember any other source apart from 2920 that says that but I haven't seen that particular fact disputed anywhere so I think that's what this is calling reference to here that Sothisil talks with the Sijics and kind of urges them towards what he thinks is the right course of action. None will deny that the daughters and sons of Sij wield great power. Like our clockwork city, their Isle of Arteum glides between what is and what may be, and there's a definite reference to the Sijic order at this point, because the Isle of Arteum is their home. Like our clockwork apostles, they study, strive, and create. But power without an infinite future's courage is like an empty boiler, infused with fierce heat but producing no steam. And that is calling attention to the possibility, or in Deldrys' mind, the probability that the Sijic Order is actually not producing anything that will last. That it's just putting out an awful lot of hot air and there's no lasting stuff that's going to come from the Sijic order, so to speak. That it's similar to some of the things that are said throughout the Bible, that if you don't do the things that God says 
should be done, then it's just not going to last. It's all going to fade away. It's using those sorts of metaphors again. Woe upon those who recoil from Tamriel final. Anuvanasi, the will of the clockwork god, turns such cowardice to slag. But rejoice, the father of mystery's affection proves the scissors worth. One day, these lost spellweavers will heed the words of the divine metronome and seek the true and noble change, the Aratagnathir. On that day, we shall embrace them not as friends, but as brothers and sisters. By the word, I wind the gears. And I'm not really sure what Aratagnathir actually means at this point. It's talking about true and noble change which is interesting given the Sijik's overall philosophy. The book The Old Ways talks about promoting change where it is good and promotes progress within the world and stopping change where it increases bad things. So this is a third sort of change almost, like Sothasil is potentially an evolution of the Sijik's philosophy, that the Aratagnathir is another kind of change altogether, that it's not just good change and better change, but we don't have any real indication of what that is. I would take a wild stab in the dark that it's something to do with holistic change and potentially revolutionary change, whereas the Sijiks will provide the odd piece of advice here and there and kind of nudge things towards changing, please, maybe, then... The Aratagnathir is something that is total change, that complete replacement. It's not angling so much at the ship of Theseus style change where you get rid of a plank at a time and eventually you have a new ship. But instead it's just tearing everything down, rebuilding a new, which has been said quite explicitly throughout quite a few of these sermons at this point. And that's it for Volume 10 this week. Thank you ever so much for taking the time to go on this journey with me. I would absolutely love to hear any thoughts that you have on this text or any of the other podcasts that I've produced. If you want to get in touch with me, email me at writtenanduncertaintypodcast at gmail.com or you can join the Written in Uncertainty and Robots Radio Network discords to check out what's going on there and all the conversations that happen on those. So I would absolutely love to hear from you wherever you are and just be able to take these conversations a bit further forward and just introduce some other perspectives into the analysis of these fantastic texts. And next week we are looking at Volume 11 of The Truth and Sequence, which is talking about reality and lament and lamentation and falsehood and what is needed for Tamriel Final to actually happen. So until then, this podcast remains a letter written in uncertainty. You've been listening to Written in Uncertainty, a podcast written and presented by Aramithius. The music for this podcast has been kindly provided by Jan Glimbotsky, Check them out on SoundCloud under Songs from the Lost Land, and I'll see you next time. Are you into the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for Cyberpunk 2077? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news, and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the Cyberpunk Lorecast. 
a show from Robots Radio with me, your host, Robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world, characters, and story of cyberpunk. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Rated M for Mature. Because we don't believe in scripted advertisements, we're going to do this raw. I'm regretting this decision. No, you're not. This is the DL Weekly Gaming News. There's nothing to regret here because it's your source for everything in the gaming world. Every week, we bring it to you unscripted, unfiltered. That's why it's rated M for Mature, right, Brenna? Among many, many other reasons. I am one of your hosts, Jameson. And as he already said, I am Brenna, the other glorious part to this quality podcast. You can find us every week wherever you listen to your podcasts at DL Gaming News. And you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter if you want some gaming news in your social media feed every day at DL Gaming News. And uh, you can find us individually if you really, really, truly want to see our faces. I am at DL underscore Mother Goose. And I'm at DL Jameson. And this was an advertisement. Go fuck yourselves. I'm Bob. And I'm Brad. We're lifelong friends. And the hosts of the Film and Whiskey podcast. This is the show where each week we review a classic movie and a glass of whiskey. That's right. Every week we go in-depth on a well-known movie while sampling the best from the world of scotch, bourbon, and more. Because nothing goes better with strong opinion than equally strong liquor. Bob's a movie nerd. Brad's an average Joe. But together, we give fresh insights and hot takes on the world of movies and spirits. So check out the Film and Whiskey Podcast. Part of the Robots Radio Network. <laughs>